No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we return to the book of Micah, where God declares that He will judge Israel's enemies, but He also pleads with His people to do what is good. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Micah chapter 5 on Simply the Bible. Micah was a contemporary of Isaiah who spoke out against the wicked rulers and prophets of Judah. But in the middle of his prophecies of judgment, he spoke of the future restoration of Israel. The Messiah will come in the latter days to reign in Jerusalem and many nations will gather there. They will beat their swords into plowshares for there will be no more war. Imagine how wonderful that will be. The Lord himself will shepherd his flock and he will bring peace to the world. Now we continue now in Micah 5.5 where the prophet is still speaking of future events. When the Assyrian comes into our land and when he treads in our palaces, then we will raise against him seven shepherds and eight princely men. They shall waste with the sword the land of Assyria and the land of Nimrod at its entrances. Thus he shall deliver us from the Assyrian when he comes into our land and when he treads within our borders. Now, Assyria had already conquered the northern kingdoms of Israel in 722 BC. During the reign of King Hezekiah, Assyria conquered 46 cities of Judah. When King Sennacherib sent his field commander to Jerusalem to lay siege to it, God sent an angel who killed 185,000 Assyrian troops. But this was merely a dress rehearsal for what God will do in the future to deliver Israel from all her enemies. Here, the word Assyrian is probably synonymous with the enemies of Israel, which will be gathered against her during the Great Tribulation. But with God's help, Israel will lay waste the sword of the land of Assyria. Then the remnant of Jacob shall be in the midst of many peoples, like dew from the Lord, like showers on the grass, that tarry for no man, nor wait for the sons of men. And the remnant of Jacob shall be among the Gentiles, in the midst of many peoples, like a lion among the beasts of the forest, like a young lion among flocks of sheep, who, if he passes through, both treads down and tears in pieces, and none can deliver, your hand shall be lifted against your adversaries, and all your enemies shall be cut off." And so God speaks here of the remnant of Jacob, those who come through the great tribulation period, those who are the faithful of Israel, and they shall be like dew from the Lord. Now, the rainy season was from October to March. The rest of the year, the people were dependent on the dew to water their crops. And so Israel will be like dew and showers watering the nations and giving them life. They will also be like a lion among the beasts of the forest or a young lion among flocks of sheep. In other words, no one will be able to conquer them. They will rule and they will conquer their enemies, which will be cut off before them. And it shall be in that day, says the Lord, that I will cut off your horses from your midst and destroy your chariots. 
I will cut off the cities of your land and throw down all your strongholds. I will cut off sorceries from your hand, and you shall have no soothsayers. Your carved images I will also cut off, and your sacred pillars from your midst. You shall no more worship the work of your hands. I will pluck your wooden images from your midst. Thus I will destroy your cities, and I will execute vengeance and anger and fury on the nations that have not heard. So again, looking forward to what would happen in the future, I will destroy your horses and chariots. Now, throughout the history of Israel, there was this constant temptation to rely upon horses and chariots, which were the ultimate weapon in those days, rather than relying upon the strength of the Lord. So God was going to destroy those so that they would have no place to put their reliance except in him. He would throw down their strongholds. Again, anything that they would be putting their trust in rather than God, I will cut off your sorceries. Now, they had looked to these occultic practices, to divination, to these uh, various practices that God had forbid them to practice, witchcraft. And so he will cut that off. I will cut off your carved images. They had fallen into the same sort of idolatry as the northern kingdom of Israel with the Baals and the Ashtoreths and and the various images that they uh, were bowing down to, sacrificing to. So I will cut those off and I will execute vengeance on the nation's that have not heard. So at that time, God is going to bring wrath against the nations. Now, sometimes we think that the Lord is only God of the Jews or the Christians, but he's the God of creation. He's the God of all people. And those people that have not heard him, not heard his word, not looked into his scriptures, not considered the life of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus, which is the proof, the sign that God gave to the world that Jesus is the Messiah, the Savior. Uh, But those people who have not heard the Lord will then suffer the vengeance of God for the rejection of God, of his truth, and of Jesus Christ. Now we come to chapter 6, and it is the third and final message of Micah. Hear now what the Lord says. Arise, plead your case before the mountains, and let the hills hear your voice. Hear, O you mountains, the Lord's complaint, and you strong foundations of the earth. For the Lord has a complaint against his people, and he will contend with Israel. And so now God is really calling for uh, this sort of cosmic courtroom. He calls for the mountains to be the jury as he brings his complaint against his people Israel. Oh, my people, what have I done to you? And how have I wearied you? Testify against me, for I brought you up from the land of Egypt. I redeemed you from the house of bondage. And I sent before you Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. Oh, my people, remember now what Balak, king of Moab, counseled, and what Balaam, the son of Beor, answered him from Acacia Grove to Gilgal, that you may know the righteousness of the Lord. And so God says, what have I done to you that you would forsake me, that you would disobey my covenant and turn away from me? And then God tells them what he has done for them. I brought you up from the land of Egypt, from the house of bondage where you were slaves. And then I gave you Moses and Aaron and Miriam, 
their sister, who was a prophetess. I blessed you when Balak, the king of Moab, hired Balaam to put curses on you. I wouldn't listen. Instead, I blessed you. And then uh, I showed you my righteousness from Acacia Grove to Gilgal. Now, Acacia Grove was their last resting place on the east side of the Jordan before they crossed the Jordan River miraculously. God stopped the Jordan River so they could cross. And then they moved into Gilgal, which was in the land of Canaan. But in all this, God was showing them his righteousness, his favor upon them. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before the high God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, 10,000 rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has shown you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God? Now, the people had forsaken the Lord, and God is saying, you know, what have I done? to deserve this, but then it's like they are just complaining that perhaps his commandments are too hard, too burdensome, and and that he expects too much. And so they're saying, so well, what shall I bring then to finally, you know, appease the Lord? Shall I bring burnt offerings and calves a year old? Will he be pleased with thousands of rams or 10,000 rivers of oil? Uh, Should I give the fruit of my body, my firstborn? For the sin of my soul, of course, the pagan religions, that's what they did. When they wanted to worship the god Molech, they would sacrifice their children. Is this what God is requiring of us? And, and of course, Micah says, no, no, God has already shown you what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? It is to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Now, we know we really can't even do those things, however, uh, perfectly. I mean, we can aim at it, but we can't do those things apart from God's grace. And therefore, I, I like what Warren Wiersbe says here. He says, we can't do justly unless we've been justified by faith and are right with God. And how can we love mercy if we've not personally experienced God's mercy? If we want to walk humbly with our God, we must first bow humbly before him, confess our sins, and claim his promise of forgiveness. And so we see these things, they are good things, but we see that they really can only be done as a result of being justified by God through faith in Jesus Christ. And then by his spirit, we can do justly to others. We can love mercy by forgiving those who wrong us. And we can walk humbly with God, knowing that everything we have received has been a gift of God's grace. That is the good fruit that God seeks in our lives. The Lord's voice cries to the city, Wisdom shall see your name. Hear the rod who has appointed it. Are there yet the treasures of wickedness in the house of the wicked and the short measure that is an abomination? Shall I count pure those with the wicked scales and with the bag of deceitful weights? For her rich men are full of violence. Her inhabitants have spoken lies and their tongue is deceitful in their mouth. So Micah says, hear the rod. That's another way of saying fear God. He speaks out against the treasures of wickedness. That was ill-gotten gain through deceit or exploitation. 
the people had used short measures and wicked scales, deceitful weights. They were using one weight to buy and a different weight to sell, really ripping the people off. They were dishonest and had no integrity. They were practicing violence and lies, and therefore God could not let them go unpunished. He said, therefore, I will also make you sick by striking you, by making you desolate because of your sins. You shall eat, but not be satisfied. Hunger shall be in your midst. You may carry some away, but shall not save them. And what you do rescue, I will give over to the sword. You shall sow, but not reap. You shall tread the olives, but not anoint yourself with oil and make sweet wine, but not drink wine. And so the Lord said, I will make you sick because of what you have done. Uh, You will be hungry. You will not have enough food to eat. And then the crops that you plant, you plow, you sow, but you shall not reap. You will not have any sort of crop really to harvest as a result of what you have done. For the statutes of Omri are kept. All the works of Ahab's house are done. And you walk in their counsels that I may make you a desolation and your inhabitants a hissing. Therefore, you shall bear the reproach of my people. You see, God wanted them to see what was happening to the northern kingdom of Israel because they had followed the practices of Ahab and Jezebel and had followed the Baals and the Ashtoreths. And and rather than learning the lesson, they practiced the same things and therefore they would receive the same punishment and go into Babylonian captivity. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. We're happy to announce that we're building a new facility in Southwest Meridian. For more information or to give toward this project, please visit calvarytv.org slash building project. That's calvarytv.org slash building project. To listen to previous episodes, check out our Simply the Bible podcast. Tomorrow we will see that Micah grieves over the sins of Israel, but he waits for God. In the future, the Lord will again show Israel wonders and have compassion on them. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Micah on Simply the Bible.